Hey everyone, I'm Jamie Schaefer and this is Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. I am so happy that you've pushed play today. If you like what you hear, then please rate and review the podcast. I want to share a review that I received from Mrs. Euler. I really enjoy the down-to-earth look at how we can learn to look at ourselves through the loving eyes of our Father. This podcast always brings a smile to my face and reminds me how we are given amazing gifts that hold meaning to our lives. I struggle with negative self-talk and self-criticism, as many do, and this is such a refreshing reminder that God sees us through a very different lens. Thank you so much for this uplifting review. It helps me to keep striving to share God's love for us, even in our imperfect beings. I'd also love to hear from you by leaving a message at anchor.fm backslash Jamie Schaefer. Um, I'm happy to get any prayer requests, any feedback, and um, or any stories that you would love to share. And maybe I'll even feature it on the podcast. So this episode is going to be a lot of fun. But first, I wanted to start off with a message that I was compelled to talk about this week on my Instagram. Um, We have been talking about doing random acts of kindness, and I would still love to hear from you about a random act of kindness that you have done for someone. And this could be giving a stranger a compliment and having it brighten their day. But the message that I talked about on my Instagram had to do with what to do when someone gives you a compliment. What should you do with it? We have a tendency to say thank you and then dismiss the compliment with a backup story such as, oh, this old thing, I've had it for years. (laughs) I had said that, oh, that was my daughter in the background, if you heard her. But anyway, we (laughs) I um, had said that this person took a moment from their day to give you a compliment, and we need to just say thank you so much and move on. No backup story. The other thing that we need to not do is say, Yeah, I I like it too. Okay, yuck. So the funny thing about this is that I did just what I said not to do when my friend gave me a compliment on on my skin in my video. She was like, your skin looks amazing. And I instantly said, thank you, but I have the filter on Instagram to thank for that skin. Right after I hit send, I was like, OMG, I just did what I said not to do. So this is something that I truly have to train myself not to do. How many of you are admitting to the same thing? This week, I am challenging you and myself to break this habit. Let's do it, guys. We can do it. Now... I am so very excited for this episode. I have two very special guests. My mom and my sister are here, and my mom's name is Leanne, and my sister's name is Ellen. Welcome, you guys, to the podcast. So I'm so happy you both agreed to join me today. Thank you. We're excited, too. Great. (laughs) Um, As you all may know, or maybe you don't, or maybe you forgot, (laughs) but tomorrow is Mother's Day. If you didn't know or you forgot, you still have a few more hours to get your mom a gift. Put this podcast on pause and get out there. (laughs) Since Since tomorrow is Mother's Day, I wanted to have a few moments of reminiscing and laughter and advice with my mom and my sister, and share it all with you. So, Ellen, (laughs) what is one of your favorite memories of mom? It can be more than one if you can't narrow it down. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that would be hard to do. (laughs) You're so memorable, mom. (laughs) Um, Gosh, I I think, you know, an early memory of our mom... um, is how probably is the pool nights during summer 
Um, we got like a family membership to the um, community pool every summer and our, as you know, our mom is a fish. Yep. And, um, you know, she, she was never afraid to get in the pool with us. She was never afraid to jump, dive. Oh my gosh, she would show off those swimming skills like nobody's business. And then, um, God love our mom, she started a, um, a weight loss group at our church yep. and started losing all this weight. And then I remember she refused to get in the pool because we would always go at night. So that made dad, who cannot swim to save his own life. He, <laughs> he can had, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, he can float. If we <laughs> no, ever get in a horrible shipwreck, dad's okay. <laughs> um, but he, that kind of forced him to get in the pool with us because mom was always too cold because she had lost all that weight. She looked oh, yeah. amazing. You looked amazing, mom. Yeah. You looked amazing. Yeah. So She was like hanging on the side of the pool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> half in, half out. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then I think another one was um, in in second grade. I don't know why all of a sudden mom wanted to be room mom that year at school. But when I was in second grade, mom was like the room mom. She didn't just... Um, help out she wasn't just on like the food chain or whatever like she she was it and i was i was like super proud of my mom and she came up with all of these cool things um we even made our own snow globes out of peanut butter jars and like she she really got super creative but um there was one party i remember like we were really excited for and you know the parties were always at the end of the school day and um all the moms showed up and like I'm like, where's, I'm like, where's my mom? It's Valentine's. Yeah, like, where's, and, and the whole party, I'm like, where's mom? Where's mom? And um, come to find out, mom, like, forgot <laughs> that the party was that day, and yeah, she was the one who organized it. <laughs> I remember it was Valentine's, because here's the deal. You and I came home that day, and Ma, she wasn't here, but the door was, like, ajar. And, you know, in school, Officer Friendly would come <laughs> and be like, if the door... It's not shut. You don't go in your house. Oh, yeah. Like, you need to go tell the police or something. <laughs> so I said, I said, <laughs> we can't go in. And you're like, okay. And I was like, I was like, we have to, like, go down. Let's go down. Our grandparents lived up the street. We need to go down and get somebody. And they weren't home. So we came back, and we were sitting on the stoop when she pulled in. I so wish I remembered this. Yeah, because that's not how my and there was decorate, there was decorations like hanging. She had decorated the dining room. Like, oh my god, lover, she was. Why do like, I not remember this? <laughs> well, because I have a weird memory, but oh. I do remember that that was the same day. But you like, oh, but it's all right. You think didn't it was. Because like, she picked me up from school that oh. day. Yeah, she okay, was just like, kidding, so, guys. She's like, I'm so sorry that I forgot, Ellen. And it was like a special <laughs> treat that she came and picked me up from school that day. <laughs> it totally, and mom, it totally made up. Like, seriously, you picking me up from school and I didn't have to ride home on the bus that day? Yeah. Totally made up for anything that happened at the end. I mean, it was like, you came in the big blue van and we wrote, oh man, it was awesome. It was so great. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to ride the bus. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, there are many, many more, um, you know, but those were the two that stuck out a lot. So, um, I have a few, <laughs> um, one was, um, nursery school, Santa came to nursery school and, um, San the parent was, was who supplied Santa with a gift. And I think they must have gone in alphabetical order or something because I was like one of the last kids to get my gift. So, you know, you're four years old and you're sitting around, you're watching everybody like, oh, I got He-Man or I got, okay, I'm an 80s kid. Um, I got my little pony or whatever. And you just can't, like, there's such an anticipation. What did Santa bring me? And, um, Please tell me I remember <laughs> this, mom. <laughs> so I, you know, they finally, they call my name and I go up and I get this gift and it's like squishy and I go back to where I was sitting, my spot, and I rip into this paper and it was a pair of blue jeans. <laughs> oh, Jerry. 
looking around and you know the kids went, what did you get <laughs> it's good times um then another one was okay let's fast forward to fifth grade you're 10 and as a girl you're starting to like dig the boys and there was a boy i dug and we're at the mayfair the spring mayfair at school and we had pizza and I, of course, had pizza, and we leave the cafeteria to go outside and get involved in activities. And um, my mom says, um, you have pizza sauce on your face. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks for telling me. She instantly takes a napkin oh, no. and licks it. <laughs> And starts dabbing right in front of this boy what I, that I liked. God love her. I mean, you saved me from having pizza sauce on my face. But. And then. Um, let's fast forward to my senior like year. Embarrassing Not embarrassing. Oh, sorry, my Mom. senior year. Um, we were somewhere and we saw a balloon arch somebody, somewhere else. And um, my mom's like, oh, your, your pappy could totally make that. So she went to him, he made this balloon arch, and I kid you not, my mom tied by herself all of the balloons to the balloon arch. She had like severe blisters on her hands oh. afterwards, because I don't even know how many balloons this probably took. It was like filled with balloons. And it was for the football players to run through because I cheered. And um, and then she also made all the senior cheerleaders homecoming mums with like CC on them. So that was cool. And then um, not part of the birthing plan per se, but she was there the day Brinley was born and um, called her because um, Josh was not home. And I was like, I mean, I've only had one child, so when you're a new, like, we have no idea what anything's going to be like, and I was like, um, like, I called her, and I was like, I think I'm having contractions, like, I don't know, I just feel weird, and guys, I was like, she got that, she was like, okay, I'll come over, when she got there, I should have definitely known I was having contractions, because... I was doing the dishes, which is like, I would rather clean 5,000 bathrooms than <laughs> do a single dish. So, and I, and she was like, why don't you let me finish those? And I was like, no, no, I have to do it. I should have just known. So I was thought I was having a contraction and I was like, how long, how, how far, how many minutes was that in between? And I get like no response. <laughs> And I was like, I looked over and and Wipeout was on and mom was like all about Wipeout. <laughs> so I was watching TV watching the baby. It was so, so funny. It was great. We were at home. It was great. But but let's let me also say, like, I had severe I had severe um back labor and like only a, only a mom or a woman knows where you need to like rub for that situation. Mm-hmm. So she did that. She drove us to the hospital and, um, God, I mean, I, she drew, I'm like, we pull in, you guys, I almost had the baby on the sidewalk, <laughs> um, got into the hospital room. We get situated and mom, like decided that she was going to turn digital with her cameras and she went and parked the car. She comes in with one camera strung like one side and the other camera strung like the other side. I say it was kind of like Rambo. And she came in and it was God love her. It was great. She wanted to see which camera would work best. And I'm so honored that she probably wanted to show it on my kid. And it was just a great, it was just great memory. So she was there though when Brindley was born, which was cool. Mm-hmm. So wasn't really 
expected to um, go that way, but it did. So, cause you know, with babies, they just come when they want to come. And um, our mom's really good with stuff like that. You know, like taking is. care she of people like, when they're sick yep, and they're down, you know. Dropping whatever and yeah. like being there. So yeah. that was cool. They're like, funny stories they're not like embarrassed but we just like yeah. laugh about it she's so quiet <laughs> right now but she's like giggling to herself I don't she know is giggling <laughs> it's funny i mean like here's the deal if you can't if you're not the loudest one laughing then we have to like work on it um <laughs> because i definitely laugh at myself all the time so mom now we get to hear from you what is your one of your or couple if you have a couple favorite memories of your own mom my own mom, yeah. I was a cheerleader also in high school. And uh, it was my first year on the cheerleading squad and they were handing out the uniforms. And they handed them all out and the coach looked at me and she said, I don't know what to do, Leanne. She says, I'm so sorry. This, There's this skirt here and it's so big. She says, I don't know how, how to get this taken care of or anything like that. And I took it home to mom and I explained to her what was going on and, and mom looked at it and she didn't really say anything. Um, You're like, oh great, yeah, nobody yeah, has a clue. Nobody, yeah, it's like nobody knew what to do with it. We're going to have to like oh, pin and it to and, uh, kingdom like, come. Roll it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now my mom, my mom was a, a pretty good seamstress and uh, she didn't do tailoring or anything like that much. But she, she took the skirt all apart and now this is not you, you'd say okay no big deal no this skirt had pleats in it mm, yeah and it was no it had serious it had a zipper in it oh really? you oh, know God, and zippers. and uh, a waistband and the whole nine yards I mean this was kind of complicated it wasn't that easy mm. and I never knew she did this until she presented it to me and it fit me perfectly. Oh, that's awesome. The only thing that she did, she had professionally done, was to have the pleats ironed in to the skirt. She remade that skirt and fit. I walked in with this skirt on. (laughs) Your coach is like, (laughs) where did you buy it? (laughs) To my coach. And she looked at me and she says, is that the skirt I gave you? (laughs) And I said, yes, my mother took it apart and remade it. She said, <laughs> I gave it to the right person. Oh, she was so, the coach God was right so there. pleased. And um, when I made the team the next year, I got the very same skirt. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, oh, else, I know that, I mean, who else is it going to fit? That's yeah, true. Yeah. I, mean, That's true. But, I mean, if Brindley would have walked home with that situation, I would have <laughs> oh, cried. I would have said, And well, then brought it over here to mom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Grammy and I would have worked on it together. <laughs> I, I would have just bawled my face off because, yeah. guys, I never finished one home ec project. <laughs> so, in fact, I see my home ec teacher quite often, and she remembers it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get the sewing gene, Jamie. No. 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 That's an awesome memory. Yeah. My other memory of my mother uh, that is very special to me and because of how it affected my life I mean, now that affected my life too because I, it made me so proud of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I wasn't, but uh, when my little brother was born, I was nine and a half years old, and uh, we learned a lot about babies. Mm-hmm. Now, my mother was a, had, is an RN, and she also uh, worked in a children's hospital and went through the polio stage and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And... Um, she knew how to take care of a baby, in other mm-hmm. words. And, you know, in those days, we didn't have disposable diapers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she taught us, and, and I'm saying us because um, I have brothers who, who is two and a half years older than I am, and I have a sister who is one, two days within a year mm-hmm. younger than me. Irish twins. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we got called twins a lot, but we always had to say, no, no, we're a year apart. <laughs> year uh, apart. <laughs> I love that. Um, but anyway, um, my mom taught us hold, how to fold the diaper so that you could fit it on this child and then pin 
the diaper to you know so that it would stay on the child not, not to, to the, the child, child. <laughs> not to the child my father but, never know. got I that lesson i dad did that to you right <laughs> yes he <laughs> did apparently <laughs> but Whoops. anyway um uh, the three of us could change a diaper uh, probably about as well as my mother mm-hmm. could and never i never stuck that child with a pin <laughs> however that child which is my brother my younger brother of course um <laughs> was uh he had five parents instead of two, and there was no way that kid was stepping out of yeah. line, right? <laughs> so I pitied him for that. But I, you know, the patience that it took for my mother to to teach us how to do that, and we did it so well for mm-hmm. the ages that we were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really special. I mean, there's, my mom is a very talented person. She won't admit that, but she mm-hmm. is. And she wanted what was always best for us kids. And that's what I was taught. And uh, I tried to do it for my kids, but... Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> stop yeah, the email. Obviously, just, I wasn't as perfect as... Oh, oh just oh, calm down. down. Just my calm mother down. is as close to perfect as, as, as you can get. Oh, my gosh, on this earth. She is a jack of all trades. There is nothing she can't do. <laughs> that's truth. Oh my God! That is true. She will. She will sew. She will sew you a, a shirt, and you know, and then crochet. go and then go clean, fix your toilet. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. She can do it all, y'all. Those are some really awesome memories. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to be in the book of Titus. So grab your Bibles and turn to Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 8, and we will be right back. All right, so hopefully you are all at Titus um, chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. Okay, so in the same way, older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to excessive drinking. They are to teach what is good so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, workers at home, kind, and in submission to their husbands so that God's word will not be slandered. In the same way, Encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. Make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity in your teaching. Your message is to be sound beyond reproach so that any opponent will be ashamed because he doesn't have anything bad to say about us. So um, this is telling us to teach our daughters how to grow up to become amazing Christian women and our sons to be good Christian men. And who would be commissioned to do this? Mothers. <laughs> like, throughout time, like, mothers were the teachers. Like, mothers were the... Mothers were the examples. Like, the dads were not... Maybe not as much now, but I feel like even now, like, mothers are workers, but they're also still supposed to be the main caretakers of the children you know what I mean and to take care of the home and whatever um so like the fathers were typically away working so we we were to teach our kids that how to be like good humans you know Mm -hmm. um fathers definitely have a hand in this as well but I feel that you know we were put on the earth to do this Um, we are put on this earth to love our children and teach them. And it's a part of our makeup. Um, and it's not only with our words, like we, um, we show them how to be humans through our actions and actions speak louder than words. A lot of times, um, how do you guys like, what did you guys feel about that? I mean, I would agree. I, I mean, just you know, growing up and um, watching how mom would drop anything mm-hmm. to go and help. I, I mean, to this day, yeah. I mean, I'll call her at 7.30 in the morning and be like, hey, 
oh, what you doing today? And normally it comes across <laughs> as, oh, I just want to hear what you're doing. But no, it's actually because I need you to help me with something while I'm at work. <laughs> uh, oh, the secret's let out of the bag. I know. Cat, I, cat's but, let out of the bag. But it's rare that no comes out of your answer, out of your, your mouth, mom, because, um, you know, you you're you are you have a servant's heart i i i will tell anybody you know my mom was born with a true servant's heart you know mm-hmm. and she goes to visit this elderly gentleman and takes out his trash cans every week or you know she took care of another elderly gentleman you know and his finances because he was you know blind and too old to do some some of those things himself you know or you know just taking care of brinley and yeah you know so she showed us the way, you know, and growing up, you know, anytime we did anything, she always said, you know, you, you do it as unto the Lord, you yeah. know? So it's not like mom, you were doing those things for accolades for yourself. We knew Jamie and I growing up that anything you did for others, you were doing it for Jesus. Yeah. Truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I, true. I, I try to do that. Um, to say, I learned that from not only my mother, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, both sets of grandparents were farmers mm-hmm. and um, I would visit their farms several times you know during the year different times of the year I'd go up and stay for a while once in a while and um, my my father's mother um, was a very busy lady all the time and she was always doing things she was a very she was a Christian also and taught at church all mm. that kind of stuff. I didn't know that. And um, she... Uh, well, she, she had like eight children, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah. She had, she had ten and lost four. Oh. Um, but she, the, the other other ones grew up. But um, one of the things that she did is they went to market every week. Um, when Now, I didn't know this, but I've heard several times. That, that, but she was a great cook. Mm-hmm. And she would take baked goods to the market. And um, of course, that's one of the ways that they were supported was mm-hmm. was with this. Mm-hmm. And um, but she she also did all these other good things for other people. Then my mother's mother, who they lived on a farm, which my sister now lives on that farm. Um, the uh, she used to bake like 200 loaves of bread a week to <coughs> take to market. She that would make homemade noodles. Um, they uh, raised lambs and pigs and would slaughter them to go to market also. I, I watched all this stuff. I helped take care of the animals when I came. I gathered eggs in their hen house. I watched them kill <laughs> chickens and take the feathers off. I even helped do that. Happy Mother's Day! <laughs> Show, Show some but, chickens. But, yeah. but it, you know, the things that you learn when you do stuff like that and what they did to keep the family going. So, you know, this is, you know, I learned this from them. And then of course my own mother who was very good at helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all, you know, being an RN, I just think it's ingrown in you, mm-hmm. that, that type of thing. That's one of the things that RNs are, are known for, their, their help. And that's some of the things that she's she's taught me to help take care of others. And um, you know, I I've been very blessed by learning things from people that I've known that are in my family mm-hmm. that are very talented. Now, not everybody is talented at the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I get to the point where I just think I know enough to just get in trouble. <laughs> and that's about right. And but you know. Like my husband always says, somebody can hold the flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, that would be me. I'm raising yeah. my hand. <laughs> and, but, the, you know, you have to figure that job is important, too, because mm-hmm. the person who's doing the work can't see if you don't hold the flashlight. That's true. So please don't think that anything that you do is worthless. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been taught. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, a phone call can change your day. And I've said that so many times, and it because it happens to me so many times um, with uh, people that just need help right mm-hmm. now. And uh, hey, if you don't help them, they can't get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so uh, that's what I try to do. I rearrange my days, and that's okay. I'll get yeah. it done. 
God's timing is knows what he's doing. That's right. Exactly. So yeah. I've been very blessed with a very wonderful family. Mm -hmm. yeah. And living in this country has been just marvelous. Mm -hmm. We love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love you too. So, um, so mom, what is a trait or traits that you learned from your mom and that you incorporated into your style of being a mom? Um, I think one of them is, and I, I don't know if you kids realize this, is uh, I would let you spout off for a little bit. <laughs> and then, and then, you, then you have to say, okay, you said your piece. Now this is the way it's going to have to happen because of this of this reason, and I think that that's the way God treats us sometimes. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, Ooh. He lets us say. <laughs> <laughs> my mind, he lets us say. He lets us say what we need to say, and then um, oh, I have a sign in my kitchen where you say a prayer to God, and the answer is three things: it's either yes, not yet, or I have a better idea. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. I think the last one is the one that he uses the most. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of times he does have a better idea. And if we, if we, uh, and one of the, the things of wisdom is we should listen to our parents. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I always wanted to let you guys have the ability to spout off as needed. Like we've got to say, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But we knew it was mom's way or the highway. Like, <laughs> yeah. like in all honesty, we appreciated the, yeah. the yeah. spout off time, mom. But it, re I mean, <laughs> mom was knew. God and was like, yeah. "Well, I have a better idea for yeah. you." <laughs> nice Maybe, to have well, your opinion, but that's not occurring. <laughs> yeah, but think about who's lived the longest. That, well, yeah, no, <laughs> and who's known, who's been through it all. You know, mm -hmm. been through a lot of it anyway. Yeah, and uh, you know, God has seen it all. He knows what's coming. And he knows what to do. And that's the way it is. And he lets me spout off and, you know, because <laughs> I've prayed for, for people and um, the answer isn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, there's a reason for it. And yeah. I don't always know it. And I know that there's going to be times when we're going to get to heaven and we can say, why, God? Yeah, mm -hmm. and he'll be able to stand there and explain it to us then. Yeah, so like, that's awesome. And I like personally took from like that question for me is um, I look at my style of being a mother and like I'm definitely no nonsense. Like in this household, there was no nonsense. Like for no drama. Like mom didn't have time for drama, yeah. you know. Like you, like you apparently could give your opinion, but there was like, let's not be completely dramatic about this situation. Yeah. Like for instance, we were always taught not to scream a blood curdling scream, <gasps> yes, unless there was a need for that scream. For to this day, when I walk around the neighborhood and I hear kids, oh yeah, screaming I, I start like to that, like freak and out. I, it, it makes me angry, actually, because I look and they're just playing and I'm like, you shouldn't scream like that when you play. I mean, imagine <laughs> me. I live right next door to an elementary school playground yeah, oh, yeah. where there's there's at least one a day. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, is that child? did that child lose their head on the yeah. monkey bars? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, so it was no nonsense, but we also had a lot of fun, okay? Yeah. Um, I don't put up with a lot of drama in my household either. Um, if there is a lot of nonsensical drama, then when something would be dramatic, I don't know if it really is. Yeah. The other thing was the bar was set really high. Like um, school, um, basically kind of like what you said, we're doing it unto the Lord. Let's do it right the first time. Like... Mm -hmm. The bar was set high. Um, we always joke that like mom only has one mistake a year. Um, she's like extremely perfect at everything. Um, which I love because I come up with like, I come up with like cockamamie ideas off of Pinterest and I text them to mom or I bring them over and I'm like, we should so do this. And when I mean we, I mean her. <laughs> 
<laughs> so this would be um, one of those Pinterest fails while moms would look exactly like the picture. It's exactly right. I mean, so anyway, um, but I'm like the dreamer and she's the doer. Yep. Um, so, but I think also that um, I learned from that setting the bar high, and I do this for Brinley as well, that the bar is set high, um, is that if you don't hold your own bar high, then someone else will. And mm. you may not want that person be holding the bar. Interesting. Um, so that's that. Um, for instance, Brinley just started back to, excuse me, to in-school learning four days a week after learning in a hybrid method all year long. And um, she's had a couple of struggles with new ways of being organized but i told her that i'm just asking her to do her very best and what i mean as very best is turn your assignments in on time and ask questions when you don't understand and if she does these things then first of all she will be successful okay but i can't be too upset because that she didn't meet my bar under these extenuating circumstances. Like, as long as you're handing in your assignments on time and you're not self-sabotaging yourself, then you're doing your best, you know? Um, So that's the kind of things that I, like, took from and incorporated into my parenting style. The other thing is, if I say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You do something wrong, there's no threats. There's no, like, I'm going to count the and if you don't come over here, yeah, no, there was no, there was counting no counting. There was either you came over or you didn't. And if you didn't, oh, it was not a pretty situation. You, you always went. You always went. <laughs> so that's the. I mean, like, but that's. But, we love you, but mom. here's the deal. That kind of parenting style, like that, raises good human. It raises good human beings because. There's always going to be some sort of disciplinary situation wherever you go. Whether you're driving a car, whether you're at school, whether you're at work, whether you're playing a game, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you have to teach people how to follow the rules. And if they don't follow the rules, then there has to be a penalty, you know. Respect for authority was big in our family. Yeah, so that's what I took from it. Um, So let's move on to something else. So, mom, now it's like your turn to like probably embarrass us a little bit. And darn, I didn't know that was part of it. Right? And you're like, oh, I take back all my stories from part from the from before the break. Um, so, um, what is your favorite memory of us? Here we go. She's like laughing already. I'm gonna start with Ellen. Okay. She Ellen, uh, one, of the, I know, right? one of the favorite things that Ellen told me one time was that I wasn't allowed to die. Oh, God. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, why? Well, because there'd be nobody to help me do this and that and, you know, all these... Who's going oh, to yeah, have, have my, my pants? Who's going to have my pants? I've said that to you yeah. numerous yeah. times. So numerous. Jamie learned. I still depend on mom. Yeah. I learned, but I still come over here. Because <laughs> let's all imagine how crazy my hemmed pants look. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie was uh, so special to me. Both of my girls are very special. Don't get this wrong. But Jamie being the first... Um, was so special to me because I was told that my chances of having children were next to nil. And uh, her just being born was like like an answer to a miracle in my life. And um, the fact that I was even a mother and can celebrate Mother's Day is beyond words. I have been proud of, uh, of both of my girls. Um, Jamie, I was proud of her when she became a cheerleader because I was one at one time. And it was kind of like one of those things. And it took that, me a million years to get there. Yeah, but, but no lie, but that's, she, a, story, she that's a story I tell, Jamie. I, I'm she, serious. I listen to that podcast and I tell that story all the time. Sorry, she, but she never gave up. She, yep. she uh, kept trying and never gave up. And I was so proud of her when she did it. And uh, um, the the um, 
you know, the things to, to help her do so was was just very special to me, and I was I was grateful. Um, uh, I was grateful that my brother could help her stand on the shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that um, yeah. yeah and, and that was that a very she, high she stunt. <laughs> yeah, and she and, and that was a that was a fear that was taken away because of that. But you know, just you know, the things that were accomplished, the grades through school. Um, trying to get all the work done that had to be done. I was, you know, I was just always so proud of both of them. Um, I think one of the reasons that they did that was they saw me going to school mm -hmm. and how hard I worked uh, to get through college to get my bachelor's degree. Uh, that was happening while they were in middle school, late late elementary and middle school, and they learned how mom worked so hard and this is what you have to do in order to get the grades and it was important to have the grades mm -hmm. and it was that's why setting an example for your children is so important mm -hmm. um Amen. i i am not a drinker in any way um yes i drink water and that kind of thing but, I, <laughs> but not alcohol mama she's never, not dehydrated yeah, yeah there's yeah. no dehydration <laughs> Remember, I'm a, a diet diet person too. But um, I also, uh, you, um, I've never done drugs. I've never even wanted to do drugs. If my parents found out found out I would do drugs, I I can't imagine the he double hockey sticks I would go through. You guys, you have no idea. This mother of mine, oh, when I never occurs. Let me tell you. Because of the fact that whatever she said would happen to us would happen to us she told us that if she ever caught us smoking drinking or doing drugs we would have no private moment to ourselves door the door would come room. off of our bedroom <laughs> she would come to school with oh. us and yeah. we would not even be allowed to enter the bathroom stall Exactly. Without her being with us. And we knew it wasn't and, a threat. Yeah, we knew it was not a like threat. Was it was legit. A, it was a promise. Okay. <laughs> so I'm here to say I never did any of those things prior to being 18 years old. <laughs> or 21. Well, Sorry. The reason, the reason that I said that is is because if you made that kind of decision, obviously you need your mother with you all the time to make help you make <laughs> you're, like, right. you're making yes. hideous decisions. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's the reason why. And I did mean it. Oh, I know. Oh, yes. We knew. Oh, yes. Yeah, I we knew. knew. Yeah. I um, my job and do that. Oh, yeah. So, Mom, you did say, like, you know, you were told that um, you were, like, not likely to have children. So what advice, and clearly you had to, <laughs> what um, advice would you give to someone who received that same information the story that uh, happened when I came home I told my husband that what what the doctor had told me and he said to me well what do you think we should do about this and I said I guess maybe we're supposed to give to other people's kids mm -hmm. and it it was amazing I'm going to say it was probably a week later, the um, pastor from our church called us and said, we need um, leaders for our youth group at church here. Mm -hmm. We were wondering if maybe you guys might want to do that. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. So guess what we did? Yeah. For five years until I got pregnant, mm -hmm. that's what we did. We, we took care of kids. Now, in that particular group, we had uh, probably about 100 kids on the roster, and we get... You know, at I'm, all I'm times? Say, like, I'm at all say, times or total? No, 60, I'm sorry, 60 kids on the roster, yeah. and at least 30 would show up each week in Sunday Got school. it. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was very important that we we keep them... Uh, and we were, we were young mm -hmm. and could, could keep up with them yeah. at the time, and it was just... I, I guess we did what God told us that we wanted us to yeah. do. Yeah, you're like, like he needed you there first. Yeah, before 
yeah. becoming parents yourselves. That's right. Yeah. I never knew about that's the right. timing of that. I mean, yeah, that's, I didn't either. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah I it didn't was, either. It was, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And so it was like, okay, if we're supposed to give other people's kids, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And that's what we did. And I mean, the was, other, the other thing that maybe like we could help you, cause that's awesome. Just like praying about it and being obedient and, but also like looking to, there's like several women in the Bible who were like old, like they were like, we're not having kids. Are you serious right now? Yeah. I mean, Sarah, but I also think of Elizabeth, Elizabeth, who she gave birth to John the Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, she, you know, she believed, like God said, you're going to, you're going to have a baby, you know, and Zechariah didn't believe, but she definitely mm-hmm. did. But like, you know, there is like hope, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. just keep praying about it. Yeah. Just keep, you know, I didn't have that issue. I, I, well, whatever. I had my baby right there, away, yeah. but there are so many kids out there that need Help. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, even like yeah. being Somebody. a foster parent, or yeah. you know, or like you said, yeah. just listening to them. Yeah. Um, which like leads me to Ellen because, you know, like you had like we, when I asked them to be a part of the podcast, God love Ellen. She was like, so what's the plan? And <laughs> what is the what are your play? Your podcast doesn't necessarily have a layout. And what what are we gonna go from there? And at first, I was like, okay, whose is this? Um, <laughs> But it was good. It made me think. So, because um, I was just going to come and wing it, and maybe that wouldn't have been such a great idea. Oh, no, I'm but, a teacher. I have to plan everything. Yeah. <laughs> she did apologize, which is why I can joke about it. But anyway. Um, so, but, like, Ellen lived away. Like, she lived in Virginia. Apple Power Ridge Elementary School <laughs> is where she taught. Winchester, Virginia. In Winchester, Virginia. And, um... So she was away from, like, my mom. So, like, some of us, some of you may not have, like, a biological mom who you get along with or your mom may have passed away or, but you may have found, like, a woman who has, like, filled those, not filled their shoes, but stepped in. Yeah. That you can go to with with like things that only a woman can like answer the question to. They've taken on like a motherly um, stance. Um, like, do you have someone in your life who was like that? You know, um, even though mom was really involved, but like. Yeah, I, I mean, moving, moving two hours away, um, you know, I know mom wasn't thrilled that I was doing that, but I mean, you go where the job is and that's where the job was. So, um, I, uh, um, for anybody who's not really familiar with, with the education world, I mean, in your first, maybe even also your second year of teaching, um, you're, you're given a mentor teacher, um, somebody to really just come alongside you and, um, you know, teach you how the school works, mm-hmm. um, teach you, di- you know, on the job help, so mm-hmm. to speak. And um, my, this wonderful woman, Kathy, um, I, uh, I remember our very first conversation. Um, I was, you know, she was telling me all about the school, telling me about um, our our team of teachers, and and um, and I said, well, that that sounds great. We wanted to come up with a time when we could get together for the first time. And I said, well, I just have to find an apartment first. And she said, well, listen, if you can't find a place to live, you may live with my family until. And I was just like. You have never laid eyes on me before. Yeah, and I might steal all your stuff. I know. I might be. The hills. I might be a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. but you are opening well, your home to no. me. Yeah. Oh, be quiet. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I mean, from the very, from the very start. I mean, literally the very first conversation. She was willing to put a roof over my head because she knew I was away from home. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I was, she lent me materials, gave me teaching tips. Um, you know, I, I remember she, she said, you know, she was a very, a very loving woman is a very loving woman. Thank, thank the Lord. She's still with us. Um, 
and uh, she would all she never raised her voice to a child ever. And you know, I, I was I wanted to be her. I mean, she looked at a child and she always called them my love, or you know, mm-hmm. so, and and I was like, I need to start doing that. I need you know, and and um, to this day, I will look at a little, I will look at a child and say, hello, love, what can I do for you? You know, and mm-hmm. and I. You know, I know our family kind of made fun of me for that because I never talked like that before I went to Virginia. But it's um, a southern thing. I, it must be, and and I adopted the word y'all because I lived in Virginia for two years. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I I think of it now as um, you know, no matter what a child's home life is like, at least when they come to school, mm-hmm. they know that their librarian loves them because mm-hmm. she said it. You know, and and yeah. so. Um, you know, this woman was a spiritual giant. I mean, she invited me to come to church with her. Um, she would talk to me about God. We would go to Bible studies together. Um, you know, she just, she took care of, I mean, I remember getting the flu my first year. That was the year that everybody got the flu over Mm -hmm. Christmas and we were all dropping like flies, you know, and, and I made it back to Virginia and that's, that's when it all hit me. And until mom could come down and take care of me. Kathy yeah. came over and she was she was doing it. She was, you know, putting down lesson plans for me, and she she made it so that you know all I had to do was be sick and get better. <laughs> Dad and I were left at home. I still lived at home then, and uh, he and I walked around the house looking at each other like, "You okay? <laughs> yep. You okay? Yep." <laughs> Just like waiting for the ticking time bomb. Oh, yeah. to go off. Because it was our grandfather first, and it then was Uncle our Uncle Roger. Went. It was Uncle Roger first, and then and oh. then and then Pappy. Pappy <gasps> threw at New Year's, at New Year's Day. Oh, gosh! And he never threw up a day in his life. <laughs> <laughs> he leaned over to our aunt and said, "I'm feeling kind of funny," and then he puked all over. <laughs> oh, Pappy! He's like, "What is that? I never did that before." <laughs> <laughs> and he probably didn't because he's God like he's he's pretty like he's like yeah he's yeah. an ox yeah. yeah um mom did you like have anybody in your life that was like that at all I mean I you were like really mm. close to your mom so like you and still are but yeah. like yeah I I would have to say the closest ones that I would have would be my grandparents yeah mm-hmm. and uh my especially my grandmothers my mom's mother who lived on the farm in, in Williamsport um I remember going to see her one time and uh, I couldn't find anything to do. She she used to teach uh, in one of those one-room schoolhouses mm-hmm. with the, from grade first to I eighth grade or yeah, something like that's that. that's so cool. And, and uh, so she knew a whole lot of poetry. You'd say something, she'd spit out this poem. At, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of it, but she <laughs> she did because she knew them all. Yeah. But um, that's where we get well, she, yeah. she tied this rope to a box with a handle on it and um, had me play uh, bus with them. <laughs> and and I had all these, she had all these stuffed animals and I, she put them all around the house and she said, okay, now, now Georgie Bear over there wants to go to uh, the city. So you have to put them on the, oh my in God, the box that's and hilarious. take them to, I can't even. Take them to the next thing. That is thing. the cutest thing ever. I, and But she did that. It entertained me all morning. I'm sure it did. All morning. I think and, that would still entertain me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, but it was just one of those things where, you know, she, she was just really good at entertaining. And then my other grandmother. She was um, spitfire. She, yeah, she was a real spitfire. But she also played the piano and we would sing mm-hmm. with her and that you know I, that's where my singing comes from that I mm-hmm. do and you know it's just on and on and on like that I mean like I said it, you know there's so many talented people in my family that that uh, you know it's you learn from each one of them and like I said I know enough to just get in trouble <laughs> and then it, you know you know but I just but I wouldn't trade a moment away from them mm-hmm for what they did for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you're such a good grandmother. You know, oh, like you do that you. sort of stuff with Brinley all the time. Yeah. You know, like Brinley, she just taught Brinley how to shave. Cause I, <laughs> oh, God, love you, cause I like couldn't do it. Oh. I tried and Brinley was scared to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, anything, I was Mom. fairly scared to teach her. So maybe that was a bit of it. Yeah. Um, I still like the cartwheel, though. <laughs> yeah. Teaching oh, my gosh. Cartwheels. Teaching her cartwheels. <laughs> so, Ellen has become, as of almost a year ago, Woo-hoo! 
become a recent dog mom to the cutest beagle mix named <laughs> Jack. Yep. He's Boy. fantastic. He's such an amazing addition to our family in so many ways. So what is your favorite thing about being a dog mom? Oh, golly. Um, my favorite thing about being a dog mom um, is... I, okay, my, our, our ritual in the morning, Jack and me, we get up around 5.15. I know that's, you know, earlier than God gets up. And I get up at 4.15. Oh, so. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I take it back. But um, we go on, we go on a, a fairly, a fairly long walk. And then we come in and I, you know, make breakfast and he eats. And then I sit down in my chair. He sits right next to me. I eat my breakfast, we watch some TV, and it's just quiet time where he just lays his head on my lap and I pet him and it's just, it's constant companionship, but he doesn't nag me. I think that's what I love. <laughs> Is I Unless just, he has to go outside and then he's very vocal. We gotta yes. work on that. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Everybody take some lessons from Jack. Right, yeah. But he's, he is like, just, I mean, he's owning a dog I found is what everybody says it is. It's that unconditional love no matter what. Um, I think he's absolutely adorable and I become one of those people that post on Facebook about their dog all the time. I used to scroll through and be like, oh my gosh, it's Shut just up already. Yeah, be quiet about your dog, all right? I get it. Now I'm that person. You know, look how cute my dog is. And like, I look at some of my pictures, they're almost identical to one another, but to um, me, they're all different. Well, <laughs> there's not too many different things that a dog's gonna do. That's, yeah. But, That's um, so Jack was adopted. She like got him as a rescue and um so we don't really know a whole lot of his background which yeah. um makes it like it's a little there's like a mystery yeah he's got like mystery back there he does. he does but like so um other than like you have to go on more walks and this and that like how has he changed your life um yeah, that's, I, I mean... I mean, already you've kind of shared that, like, you understand other pet owners, why they are the way that they are, but... Yeah, I, for me, you know, like, um, being being a mother of a human child um, has always, well, I don't want to say always, but I've found um, that it it's such an awesome responsibility. I mean, you are not, you are not only responsible for keeping them alive every day, but like you're responsible for their education. You're responsible for their spiritual growth. You're responsible for whether or not they're kind and caring to other people. I mean, there's just so much. And I thought to myself, I just don't know if I can be that selfless. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, being a single woman and living on my own for so long, you get used to your own routines. You get used to being able to pick up and do whatever you want, whenever you want. And yeah. I just didn't know if I could be that selfless. And having Jack in my life, I can be. Mm -hmm. I, I found that, you know, it is possible for me to love another living thing, mm -hmm. be responsible for that, for that being's um growth mm -hmm. and health and I, I mean he just had a major health scare about a uh, I guess six weeks ago um where mom and I had to take him to the dog ER and legit that was scary like I, I mean he is he is my child you know mm -hmm. and and just the idea that anything could happen to him scared the daylights out of me so I it's nice to know that you know I do have those motherly instincts now, which I wasn't 100% sure I had, but mm -hmm. now it's nice to know I do, so. Cool, very cool. Um, so, mom, you are not just our mom anymore, <laughs> but you are also Brinley's grandma. Yay. Crazy, right? Yeah, um, crazy. yeah in many ways. Um, so, <laughs> she's, a, she's a crazy little piece of work. Um, so good crazy what's it like being a grandma i don't have to be as as uh nasty and mean as i was as a mother <laughs> yeah we sometimes i i sometimes look at both of my parents and i say who are you and what did you do with my parents she um, gets away with things we never get away i with. get i get to spoil her um 
uh, many times. And uh, I think a little bit of it is having um, more time, uh, more, uh, oh, I want to go out and have fun, and I want to have fun with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I, not that I didn't want to have fun with my children. Don't get that wrong. Don't get me wrong. But you know, when when they were growing up, uh, you know, you have all you have to be responsible that your house is perfectly clean and that you you know that all this kind of stuff, and you know the, the wash has to be done and and uh, make sure the dinner's done and all this kind of stuff and. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, all the phone calls that you get, you know, can you help me do this? Um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but I don't get that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not complaining, mind you, uh, <laughs> by any means. But um, I, I have more time to think about what the two of us could do together to have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's, it's different being a grandmother than it is, you know, and, you know, even being a grand aunt you know, uh, to uh, my nieces and nephews' kids um, has been a whole lot of fun. I get into trouble sometimes by being too rambunctious. But uh, <laughs> uh, She knows but, how to wind a kid yeah, up, let me yeah. tell you. But uh, I love having fun with kids. It's, mm-hmm. it's just one of, kind of one of the, my things to do. And, and uh, I still have fun with all, even the, my older nieces and nephews uh, that... Uh, um, we have some fun too with them, and they're teenagers now. Some of them. The last set, my my brother, who's nine and a half years younger than me, has teenagers. So mm-hmm. um, one's about ready to go into college, and I still like to have fun with them. I just can't even so, with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but watching kids grow up is just, um, and to say how proud I am of my kids. The one thing that I really wanted them to know was the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that they do. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad my granddaughter does too. Mm -hmm. Because I know I'm going to heaven and I know they are too. You're taking us with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'm not not going to do that. Maybe not with us. I don't really want to go with her per se. (laughs) But I know that I'll meet you at the meeting. You know, type of thing, and I just, I just uh, look forward to that. But that was just my main concern, you know, from when they were very, when they were first born. I want them to come to heaven, mm-hmm. and so that I can live forever with them. Very cool. So, I want to thank you both for joining me on my oh, special goodness. Mother's Day podcast. <laughs> we are super honored to yes. be here. We're super proud of you, oh, Jamie. Thank you. Just so I listen every week, and I always get another little nugget of truth that you give out. So keep going, oh, keep doing it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are all not perfect, but it's okay mm-hmm. because we are not expected to be perfect. Um, I think that mom said it best last night on our the other night on our phone call um about the podcast that <laughs> um all of the I challenge you to read Proverbs 31 um the last thing starting at verse 10 all the way through the end of the chapter and it basically gives it was the background of it was that it was um King Lemuel's um, mother who gave him advice and on how to find what qualities to look for in a woman so that he would be happy and um, in a marriage and like we aren't able we, we are not like gonna get all those qualities perfect that's like not attainable okay because we're not perfect um, but we all have some of them and um like, I'm grateful that we had a mom who showed us most of those characteristics. So, and hopefully we can show Brinley the same ones and nurture her Proverbs 31 characteristics and um, be aware of those who may not have a mother to, to connect with and take those people under our wing. Um, a lot of our youth group people. Um, I worked in retail and I worked with a lot of young people and I did like I was working full time and I was a full time wife and mother and um, I was going to school part time. And I just remember like 
working with people who, kids who were like graduating from high school or starting in college and they were like, I don't know how I'm going to attain all the, they're like, I don't know how you do it. How do you get it all done? Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, a lot of times there's one girl, I like love this girl to pieces. She is the heart of a giant. Okay. And she's a nurse at, um, Hershey Medical Center in the COVID unit now and she is just such a bright she's still like a bright light and um she would I took her under my wing you know she had a perfectly awesome mother but like there's just sometimes when you're a teenager there's something about going to somebody else at times about Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. um but show them that they have a woman who cares for them um I also worked with a girl who's like almost her entire family has passed away, you know, like it's sad. So I know she's struggling with Mother's Day. And, um, but I also thank you all for listening and hanging in there with us. I know this one's a little longer than my normal ones, but it's all good. And, um, I wanted it to kind of be that way. And so I hope that you enjoyed our reminiscing and all of our crazy stories. And I hope you got some like little tidbits of advice from it. And um, happy Mother's Day to all of those moms, grandmas, aunties, dog moms, women (laughs) who love like mothers. And until next time, be blessed.